You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back. We are excited that you decided to tune in one more time. And today is the last Sunday in the month of December and also in the year. And we just want to say thank you for tuning in each week and listening to New Day of Hope broadcast. And we pray that for the coming year, that God will continue to bless you and he will do a new thing in your life. Well, glory be to our God. We are so excited that you have As my wife said, join us again another time to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Well, we trust you had a great Christmas and you had all the good stuff to eat and drink and you are now relaxing and ready to listen to the word of the Lord. We are looking forward for the new year, looking forward for you joining with us and uh, enjoying what God has in store for all of us. Well, my friends, this would be a good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and ask them to join us on the New Day of Hope broadcast. God bless all of you. And now it's time for the word for today, which is clothes for inventory. Well, amen and amen. But I tell you, we are excited because God has given us the opportunity and the open door to proclaim the message that will restore hope and restore life to the hearts of many. Today we want to go to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke. And these are all the synoptic Gospels and John would be the autoptic Gospel. So we go to Luke chapter 15 and in reality I would need to read from verses 11 all the way down to the end of the chapter. But time It's not going to allow us to read all of that. So I'll just read a few verses. And if you promise me on your spare time and your devotional time that you will read the remaining verses so you can understand the entire story. So verse 11 of chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke says, And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in one. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. See, that's what happens when you have friends, You when you have money or you have stuff, you have friends. But when you have nothing, your friends are also gone. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough unto spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, 
his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Well, my beloved wife, I've already announced the title of today's word, Close for Inventory. Many years ago, I, I worked for a major department store in the Virgin Islands. Once a year, we would close the store and put a sign on the door saying, we are closed for inventory. During that time of inventory, we look at every item in the store, one piece at a time. We counted everything that was in the store. Inventory, my friends, is a part of every organization, big or small, non-profit and profit-oriented entities. Inventory is a way of knowing what happened. It's a way of knowing what is happening and most of all, what to look forward for in the future. The same is true of every individual. Self-evaluation is greatly needed for improvement of one's self. Inventory help us to see who we really are according to God's viewpoint. The truth is, consistent inventory from time to time shapes and leads us to spiritual consistency. So as we consider our spiritual needs, we could also sort out things that are worthless in our lives. The worthless and non-essential things in our lives must be put away because Paul tells us that we must put away all filthiness and that kind of stuff from among us. From us, we have to put these things away. We are told in the scriptures that we must lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. So we are to put these things away. And the needful things must be desired. The needful things must be embraced for our spiritual edification. And time will never allow me on this broadcast to tell you about all the needful things that we should desire, all the needful things that we should embrace for our spiritual edification. But here's a few of them. First of all, we must embrace things like prayer. Oh, my friends, our prayer is important. Prayer is the key that unlocks the storehouses of the grace of God upon our lives. And I came today to tell you that even though the foes of right are oppressing you, you ought not to stop praying. You ought to keep on praying, my friends. We ought to keep on praying. Pray in the morning. Pray at noonday. Pray in the evening. We ought to be in the atmosphere of prayer at all times. Paul says it. He says we must pray without ceasing. And he did not mean that 24 hours a day I should be I should be praying. But what he means is that I ought to be in that atmosphere of prayer 24 hours a day. Then we have to desire and embrace things like Bible study. The scripture tells us that we must study to show ourselves approved unto God. Because a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but one who will rightly divide the word of truth. And more so today, in the times that we live, in the day 
that we live. We need truth, my friends. We need truth so we won't compromise our standing with God. If something is true, it is true. And we've got to stand on the truth because the Bible is true and we must study it. It stands even though everything around us crumbles. The word of God will stand forever. So we must embrace and we must desire Bible study for our spiritual edification. How about true fellowship? True fellowship, because uh, the Bible says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. We are all in the same ship, but we have to walk in the light as God is light. So we can have that kind of fellowship one with another. And we've got to share our faith. We must embrace that. We must desire that for our spiritual edification, sharing our faith, my friends. Too many of us are saved, but we are hiding the fact that we are saved and that we are born again. Whereas we are challenging the word of God to tell the world about our faith and our standing with our God. Or maybe that's what we need to do as individuals. We need to come to ourselves to see, watch this, where we were. We need to come to ourselves to see where we are right now. And we need to come to, to ourselves to see where we are going. We need to come to ourselves first, watch this, to examine ourselves. And I did not say to examine uh, somebody else. No, I said to examine ourselves. In 2 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 5, the writer says, watch this, examine yourself. Whether ye are in the faith, prove yourself. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ in you, except ye be reprobate. In this self-examination, it requires that we close ourselves from ourselves. Oh, I love that, man. I said, in this self-examination, it requires that we close ourselves from ourselves in order for us to see if we are real or if we are fake. Because you know, my friends, ourself is our greatest enemy. Ourselves is the big enemy because the songwriter says we cannot trust in our own selves. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not even trust your own. Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, 28 says, But let a man watch this, examine himself. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We are to examine our consecration. Oh man, I tell you, man, that what we really need in the world today, what we really need in the realm of Christianity today is true consecration. It's true. You know what it would be like if all of us would completely consecrate our lives to God. I love the song, the hymn that says, I consecrate my life to thee, my Savior and my God. Because every child of God must be consecrated to the master's will and to the master's service. We should examine our influence, my friends, because in our day and in our time, when our world is upside down and when everything seemingly is going crazy, what we need today is for believers who are truly consecrated, who are truly born again and washed in the blood of Christ to live a life of influence 
to a lost and a dying world. We are the light of the world. They watch us to see our going out and our coming in, how we behave, how we react to stuff, and so on. And it's through our influence that we can bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ. We are to be light shining in a dark world. We are to examine our love. First John 3, 18 says, My little children, let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's a powerful verse. That's a verse all of us should really ponder on and hide in our hearts. It says, my little children, let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but let us love in deed and in truth. Jesus said, it's by this will men know that we are his disciples if we have love one to another. Not if we go to church, not if we partake in the service, but it is if we have love one to another. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and if I do not have love, I am just a song in brass or a tinkling cymbal. The prodigal son in our text took inventory of himself and said, My father has many hired servants. They have an abundance of physical necessities, and I am here perishing with hunger. Oh, I know how he feels. That's a sad state to be in, to know that your father's servants have an abundance of everything. Food on the table, clothes on their back, a good place to sleep. And here I am, as a child of my father, perishing with hunger. So the question is, when was the last time you took time out to be alone with God, where you can cry out your soul to him like David did? When he cried out, search me, O God. When was the last time you asked God to reveal to you the errors of your ways, my friends? It's when you take inventory of your own self, you can ask God for divine revelation. The lost son in our text took inventory of himself, and now he is doing something about it. Because in verse 18 of Luke chapter 15, he said, watch this, I will arise and go to my father. We sometimes sing, oh, that the church would arise. Oh, that we would see with Jesus' eyes. We could show the world heaven, show what it means to be his, to be formed in his likeness, show them they have a purpose to be salt and light in the world. The prodigal son had a different outlook of life and an indifferent outlook towards his father until he came to himself. He was not aware of his unwise money management, which led him to deep poverty. Oh, my friends, and even here, I'd like to take a little second to tell you that we have to be careful how we spend what we have today, because you do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. You do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. Just a couple of days ago, I was sharing with my, my daughters, and, and she was saying to me, well, I've been so busy, I didn't get a chance to go to the store and do much shopping this year. And I say, well, that probably is a good thing because you need to make sure you put your money away. Save your money for tomorrow because you do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. In taking inventory of ourselves, we must arise in true repentance. We must arise and fulfill every vision that God has given us. 
We must arise and fulfill every promise that we have made to the Lord. Because sometimes we make promise to God. Oh God, if you only you would deliver me from this and that situation. But I tell you, I would serve you the rest of my life. And God delivers us and we go back to our same old way of life. But we need to come into repentance. And we must arise and fulfill the vision. Fulfill the promise that we made to the Lord. The lost son said, watch this. I will arise and I'll go to my father. The Bible says that the father saw him. He saw who it was. That was his son. He saw where he was. He had come from. He saw the swineherd herbs dressed on him. He saw the filth upon his hands. He saw the, his rags. He saw his penitent look. The father had compassion on him. That's the God that we are serving. He has compassion on us. The Bible says that his his compassions, they are new every day. They are new every day. We read that the father ran and the compassion of God is followed by swift movements. He is slow to anger, but he is quick to bless. Glory be to our God. We are serving a God who is quick to bless us, my friends. We are to enjoy the blessings of God every day of our lives because God loads us with daily blessings. He gives us blessings every day. He gives us in abundance because God is a God of plenty. And so I thank him. I glorify his name because great is our God and greatly to be praised. If we would take time to take inventory of ourselves and get rid of all the things that are hindering us, then we will be ready to wear the best robe. Then we will be ready to eat the fatted calf, so to speak. We must come confessing our sins. Verse 21 in the text, son said, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, the scripture says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, God is saying, and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I forgive their sins and then will I heal their lands. My friends, that's a powerful word. That's a powerful verse of scripture. If we would only humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways, go to take an inventory of your own life to see your wicked ways. God says he will hear from heaven. He will forgive your sins and he will heal your lands. We must know where we are in order to know where we are going. So we must go back to the God of our fathers in true revival. And then we can have joy in our lives because it is never too late for us to begin again. It is never too late for us to close ourselves for true inventory and see where we are today or see where we were last there. See where we are right now, but to have a plan of where we are going. We are about to enter a brand new year. And I know some of you will make promises and, and that kind of stuff, but let it be true. Let what you are saying going to be true, that you really want to go higher 
and higher in the Lord, my friends. You want to go deeper and deeper in the Lord. And so make that promise to God and really serve him with gladness because our God is an awesome God. Glory to his name. God bless you tonight is our prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have just listened to a powerful message. Close for inventory. That means all of us need to search ourselves tonight and see if there is any wicked ways in us and ask God to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He must examine us. And the song we just listened to says, Holy fire, burn away my desire for anything that is not of you and is of me. I want more of you and less of me. It also says, empty me, fill me. Won't you fill me? I want more of you, Jesus. And I trust tonight that's our heart desire for God to empty us and to fill us with more of him. Amen. And you know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life and save you. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And it's very simple. Just to ask God to acknowledge the fact that you are a sinner, that you are lost, you are hellbound, and that you can ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life and save you. If you do that, he will come in and he will save you. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for your words tonight. As we search our own lives, our own hearts, if there be any wicked way in us, we ask that you would cleanse us afresh and that you create in us clean hearts, renew right spirits within us. For those we pray who are not saved, that they would call upon you right now, that they would come to a saving knowledge of Christ for whom to know is life eternal. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. And if this program was a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. You can check us out on Facebook or you can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, with joy, my friends, please carry on. God bless you and God keep you.